Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with artist representative Marianne Campbell. Marianne Campbell has been working in the commercial photography business for over 20 years as an artist representative. She has rep photographers such as Randall Ford, Jamie Kripke, Matthew Turley, Jim Salzano, and Margaret Lampert, to name a few. In this interview, I talked to Marianne about how she got in the business, um, some of her advice for younger photographers and how to get into the advertising world, and uh, much, much more. Um, it was a real pleasure talking to Marianne about her side of the business. I know I learned a lot, uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, Marianne Campbell, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I'm happy to be here, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. I've been uh, following your website and all your photographers for, I think, like almost 10 years now. So I was excited to talk to you about everything you've done within the photography and advertising and whatnot. Um, but I guess to, oh, st- awesome. to start off, I was kind of curious, like where you grew up and what were you kind of interested in uh, growing up? Were you always have an interest in the arts or photography or where did that kind of come about? Sure, sure. So I was actually born outside of Boston oh, wow. um, in Marshfield, uh, Massachusetts, oh, yeah. and uh, we lived there until I was about five. And then my dad got uh, a crazy idea and bought a fishing boat business in Clearwater Beach, Florida, wow. and moved our whole family down south. <laughs> um, but I moved, ended up moving back to the Boston area um, when I was about 15, and I went to high school in uh, Milton and, and ended up going to college in Maine. So uh, I, I feel very drawn to New England. Nice. That's cool. And like, were you interested in like uh, photography or the arts or were you kind of interested growing up? Like, did you kind of always envision envision yourself working in this kind of field, I guess? Well, uh, no. Uh, Initially, I was a pretty serious ballet dancer. um, And I actually, at a pretty young age, I was auditioned by uh, Peter Martins and Suzanne Farrell, who were principal dancers for the New York City Ballet, and uh, there was a summer, youth summer intensive that was really, really competitive, and I won a spot, um, but unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond my control, I wasn't able to go, so uh, mm. that, that sort of <laughs> dashed my, my hopes of, of being a, a prima ballerina, let's yeah. say, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I guess later, uh, I was I was always thinking that I would get into either advertising or publishing. Um, so, you know, relative fields for sure. That's cool. And like what did you said you went to school in Maine. Did you end up studying? What did you go to school for? I, I went to Colby College in Maine. Um, it's a it's a liberal arts school. Um, but it's interesting. My first semester freshman year was uh, spent in Florence, Italy, and we study art and history and the language. And I think the experience of taking art classes, mm. you know, in, in that setting and in, in the Uffizi and, you know, just where <laughs> it, sort of it all started yeah. had a pretty deep impact on my, you know, trajectory towards the vi- visual arts. That's, um, that's cool. But I ended up, yeah, what I ended up majoring in history, but, um, but took a lot of art history classes as well. Oh, that's interesting. So you always had a kind of interest. Um, when, when did you kind of start paying attention to photography, I guess? 
you know, I, I mean, we we studied some photography in, in school, um, and I've always just been a you know an avid lover of photography. Yep. Uh, but I didn't I didn't really get into it until uh, you know pretty close to when I started my company. Oh wow. So I guess like once you kind of got out of college, what was kind of, what was kind of, what did you do once you finished school um, or kind of some of your first jobs, I guess? Yeah. Um, that's an interesting question because I've only had one other job Wow, <laughs> and it was, o- it was only for one year. So I started my, my company at a really early age, but basically after graduating from Colby, um, Colby hired me to come out to San Francisco to move to San Francisco to help edit a book that one of the professors was writing and it was on the civil rights movement and uh, all the documents are housed at Stanford and Berkeley. So I came out and it was supposed to just be a summer project. It ended up lasting a year. Um, And then when that ended, I just by sheer luck happened to meet a photography agent Um, and she was looking to sort of expand her business. And so I started assisting for her, um, and she was a fantastic mentor. Uh, but I only worked for her for about a year and a half because she ended up deciding to close down her business. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, uh, sort of devastating because I, in that short time really saw the potential of, of this job. Um, you know, and it's certainly nothing that I knew about through my liberal arts education. So um, I, I definitely was very interested in the idea of art and commerce and, um, you know, I think I was young enough that <laughs> I just decided to start my own company. Wow. That's pretty amazing to hear. You only had two jobs. Like nowadays, most people have like 50 jobs. It seems like people bounce around a lot. So it's pretty amazing to hear you kind of this, uh, worked for that one agent and then kind of jumped in and kind of started your own thing. Um, I guess when you're working for that agent, what kind of stuff, um, did she have you doing when you first kind of started working with her? Oh my gosh. I mean, I was stuffing envelopes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, I was doing whatever needed to be done. Yeah. And, um, and you know, she was a, a relatively small regional agent. Um, and it was, it was back in the day when, um, you know, there weren't a lot of, of big national reps. Um, but she was, she was just a, a great mentor in that she was, um, a great businesswoman, and um, her her history had been she had been a an account person in an advertising agency. So she, you know, sort of imparted all of that knowledge to me. Um, uh, so so yeah, so she she represented photographers and illustrators and a hand colorist, and okay. a designer, and and all sorts of um, different artists. But I was really interested only in the photography. So. Um, that's basically it. I, I go, sorry, go ahead. No, that's interesting. What, like, what do you think about, like, what do you think you kind of enjoyed about that job? Like what kind of piqued your interest from the beginning, from the beginning that you think that kind of kept you doing it for so long? I think the, the fact that it was the most collaborative. So I, I would see, you know, when, when one of her illustrators would get an assignment, 
I mean, the illustrators sort of in a vacuum, you know, the, there was very little interaction and collaboration. It was, it was, you know, you got an assignment for the illustrator and there was a deadline and, and that was it. Whereas photography had so many different components mm-hmm. um, and so many, so many opportunities for collaboration. And I just really enjoyed that. So I think that was the, the reason, uh, I, I wanted to just stick with photography. Yeah, it makes sense. And like from the time that you decide you're going to start your own company, like how do you kind of go about, were you repping like one photographer? How did you kind of get people to kind of jump on board? Was that like a difficult thing being that you're kind of new? Like did people, was it easy for you to find photographers to work with or how did that kind of all come together for you? Yeah, I think it's pretty, it's, I think it's pretty unusual. Um, I was so young and really didn't have a whole lot of experience. I mean, I had worked with the other agent for about a year and a half. Mm. Um, but I basically went to the two photographers who were represented by uh, my mentor and asked them to give me a shot. And they did. Wow. <laughs> I'm not sure what they were thinking, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> um, but they, they did. And, you know, they ended up being, very successful relationships. I, I represented them through the end of their careers. They've both retired now. Um, Michael Lamott and Will Mosgrove okay, were yeah. the, the two, two photographers. Um, so I, I just, you know, Alex, I'm, I'm really grateful that they gave me the opportunity. I don't know that anyone would do that in this day and age, but, um, yeah, it's pretty, but, but, that's pretty amazing. Like when you kind of first started out your own company, was it kind of like overwhelming at first kind of, like learning how to manage your own business, like looking back on it, were there like any things you kind of learned a lot from you think? Oh my gosh. Yes. And yes. And yes. Um, (laughs) you know, again, I think the fact that I was very young worked in my favor. I'm also, you know, the kind of person who's just researches everything and, you know, I'm, I'm very organized. So I was able to sort of jump in head first, you know, ask questions if it was something I didn't know, but, um, you know, I think, yeah, I, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I think about it, um, a lot and, and, and wonder sort of, I, I wish I could remember clearly how I was thinking, but I do remember this, um, this card came in the mail right in the beginning of, of me starting my company. And it was, it was actually a promo piece for a calligrapher. Mm. Um, so it was, it was showcasing the calligraphy, but it was a quote uh, that said, growth demands the temporary surrender of security. Mm. And I thought that was a pretty profound quote given, given what I had just done. And um, you know, it's, it's still to this day, one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, definitely. And do you feel like, I mean, you've been doing this for a while now, like I'm sure the business has changed a lot from when you first started. Uh, do you feel like you're constantly having to like adapt to like how the business changes? Cause I'm sure when you started, you're probably like mailing out portfolios nowadays. A lot of people don't even have a print portfolio. It seems like, um, do you feel you constantly have to like year by year, this kind of adapt and change with like new technologies and the way you approach marketing your photographer's work or, or, or is it all kind of similar to from how you started or is it constantly changing for you? Uh, 
Great, great questions. Um, yes, I, when I started in this business, um, it was before digital photography. It was before Photoshop. It was before social media. I mean, it was before, almost before email, really. Yeah. I mean, email was just in its infant stages. So uh, the question should be, how has this business not changed? Yeah. It's, it's changed tremendously. Um, I, I think the reason we have the, the longevity we do is because we have evolved with the business. Yep. Um, I mean, I think that's something that I've seen some photographers sort of fall into this trap of, of wishing things were the way they used to be and not, not growing and not evolving. And, and that's just a, a death sentence in this business. So, so yes, we've, we've, we've grown and evolved with the times. Um, and I think, you know, at the core, it, you know, the, the, the premise is the same and that is, you know, bringing creatives together to make beautiful imagery and content. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's, you know, that's still there. Um, but I think one of the things that I would say is vastly different is when I started, it felt more about finding the right photographer for the job and it was not so cost driven. So, mm -hmm. you know, there, there, there really weren't triple bids. There were definitely not cost consultants. It was just, it felt more creative, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's, it's still creative, but it's, it's so driven by money now that, um, that that's, that's a profound change. Yeah, definitely. And when you're kind of first starting repping those few photographers, um, did you kind of feel like, was there like a certain type of photographer you wanted to rep? Because I know looking at a lot of different agents, I know there's certain agents that only rep architectural photographers, or there's like reps that only rep like, uh, only lifestyle people or, or there's people that uh, only do like still life and stuff like that. Have you ever felt, did you kind of view it like I want to rep a certain style of photographer? Or is it always been kind of a mix match for you or how do you kind of approach that? I guess. Yeah. Um, that's also a good question. So, uh, I think the thing that drives our decision-making, um, in, in the kinds of photographers that we represent it has to do, of course, with the vision and, you know, we're, we're used as an asset. So, you know, we have art producers who come to us and they don't even have a specific photographer in mind. And they, they ask us, who do you think would be appropriate for this? And they, they, they use us. So, so we like to have a lot of different, uh, styles, mm -hmm. um, Although I do, you know, I, I respect the the agent model where, you know, they only represent lifestyle photographers because then, you know, if you are looking for a lifestyle photographer, that might be your first call. Mm -hmm. um, but but we, we, we like a little diversification. So, um, you know, the, there's, there's a wide range of photographers in our roster from food to cars to landscape and portrait and, you know, we, we, we sort of run the, the gamut. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the only category that we've never really gotten into is uh, fashion because it, it seems uh, to be sort of its own own world. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. definitely. The, yeah, it doesn't really intersect, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, just, just 
you know, great photography, I guess. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And like when you're kind of first starting out and you're trying to grow your company, you're based in San Francisco. Um, were you trying to just kind of market yourself to the San Francisco, San Francisco area at that time? Or have you always been trying to like promote yourself nationally and whatnot? Or how did that kind of evolve for you? Because I know, I think when I first started, I think one of the mistakes I made was I tried to like, I tried to like market everywhere. But I think for me, like starting out, I think it helped to like, like think locally first and then kind of grow in steps beyond, you know what I mean? That's exactly right, Alex. That's exactly how, um, I think that's exactly how it needs to happen. Um, that said, my mentor was not really a national agent. And when, when we started, we sort of had a foothold in San Francisco already. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we added photographers, we immediately started marketing outside of the San Francisco Bay Area and, you know, immediately went to New York and immediately cast a wider net. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you're right. You need to have a foothold um, you know, you, you need to have a foothold, I, I guess, is, is what you were describing. Yeah, I think for me, it's just like uh, working with people locally because it's like, as you know, this business is like built on relationships. And I think it's easier to, for me, it was like easier to build relationships. Like in Boston, I work like Mullen and things. And because I can like meet with those people in person at first and kind of work on some projects. Exactly. And then, and then that yep. kind of, and then that kind of gives you like the, I don't know, approval or like, uh, validity to your work that people naturally can be like, Oh, that that's like a real agency. And then you can kind of grow from there. It seems like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, you're exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing I was going to ask you is like, uh, how do you kind of describe your job to people? Like what is like a typical day look like for a rep? I'm sure it's different from day to day, but like when people ask you, like, what do you do? Like, how do you explain it to them? I guess. <laughs> That that's a two part question. I love it. Um, I would say the job of a rep is about eighty percent marketing strategist, relationship builder, and problem solver. Yeah. And about twenty percent cheerleader, therapist, and den mother. <laughs> it's, it it encompasses all of that. Um, but one of the things I, I love about my job is that there is no typical day. Mm-hmm. You know, every every day is different. But you know, it it can include portfolio showings or working on estimates or sitting in on creative calls, yeah. uh, helping with treatments, mm-hmm. uh, creating marketing reports, planning my road shows, <laughs> entertaining clients. I mean, there's so you know, going to a shoot, there's so many different parts to mm. what we do that it's, it's never boring. Yeah, definitely. And then I know, I know you also have like a, an office in New York city too. Um, why is it like important to you to have a presence in New York? You think? Well, we started, we opened our office in New York probably about 14 years ago. And it was before it was it was really at a time when new yorkers weren't willing to wait for a fedex yeah. you know and it was it was sort of before the time when everything was online mm. and you know it it just felt like it felt important to have a presence and 
to, to be considered a, a real player, I guess. Um, so we, we opened our office there and, um, it's, it's been great. I have, um, a girl, Vanessa, who works for us there and, uh, is out showing our portfolios all the time. Mm. Yeah, no, it's smart. There's like so many, uh, agencies there. So it makes sense. And, you know, one thing I was always kind of curious about, like being that you rep, like, I think eight different photographers right now, how do you kind of balance the time of repping so many different photographers? Because it, 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 I would imagine it must be get challenging at times because you want to be able to promote everyone, I guess, equally. But like, how do you kind of manage that being that there's eight different individual people you're trying to market all the time? Yeah, well, it, it, it's an easy answer. It's, it, I have an awesome team. So, yeah. you know, I, I just mentioned Vanessa and, you know, she, she runs all our shows in New York. Um, and then Quincy, uh, Quincy Kelly has worked with me for 25 years. Wow. So, um, she's, she's an agent here. Um, I, we have Jen who manages our blog and Brian handles our branding and, and advertising. Um, and then we just bring in freelancers as, as needed. So, um, it, I think that the, the balancing part is, about knowing what and when to delegate and, and knowing, you know, what everyone's strengths are and, and going from there. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I know just for myself, cause I'm just me as one photographer, like the estimating process and like the treatments just for one person is uh, there's so many phone calls back and forth with the agency and it all happens so quick. I was always amazed that like anybody could do this for like eight or 10 or like some people were up like 20 people. So uh, it is interesting. Right. It's, it is like, it's a team effort for you to kind of uh, work with all your photographers. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work for, for one person. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. <laughs> and uh, I guess like when you are looking for like a new photographer to bring onto your roster, what is it normally uh, that you're looking for? How does that usually happen? Um, how does it usually come out, work out for you when you're bringing someone new on? Um, you've got such great questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I... I I would say that the photographer's uh, work and unique vision is, of course, first and foremost, but personality is also very key. Um, we, we definitely avoid difficult personalities. Yeah. Um, we, we look for photographers who are growing and evolving and, and not stuck in the past, sort of what I, I was saying earlier. Yep. Um, we want photographers who take an active role in their marketing and, you know, know how to run their businesses. Um, you know, and I, I guess also equally important is photographers who understand and appreciate, you know, what the, the role of the agent is. Um, and we're, we're really lucky. We're, we're fortunate enough to be very choosy uh, with who we bring onto the roster. Yeah, definitely. Because looking at your roster, like I said, I've been following for like 10 years. 
um, a lot of people they they stayed there for a long time and look from looking at other agencies some agencies people kind of bounce around so it's it's pretty amazing you must be doing something right that the photographers want to stick with you and keep working with you and one thing I was going to ask you is I've always followed you do this thing called the MCA Road Show which I've always thought was really cool where you and all your photographers will go show your show their books together um when did that kind of come about i guess oh i'd love to talk about the road show but i i wanted to to uh just say one thing uh mm. before that yeah um referring back to the fact that our photographers um stay for such a long time and and it's because there's there's mutual respect i am a hundred percent sure that that is the key to a long lasting agent photographer relationship um whenever we've had photographer relationships that haven't worked out which are few it that's always almost always the reason is um there's not value placed on, on what we do. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I just wanted to, to reference that, but the road show, um, okay. The road show started, what year was it? I think it was 2012. Um, it was the dead of winter. I, I think it was January and Quincy and I were planning a portfolio show to Chicago. Yep. Um, and, Five, I guess, of the eight of the photographers were not working that week. So we said, well, why don't you come with us? Yeah. And, and they did. Um, and we just did this whole week of, of shows in Chicago, and people loved it. Um, they, they, first of all, no one had done anything like that before. Yeah. I mean, I think, that's, I think that's changing. But yeah. Um, but it was it was really unique, and the producers and creatives absolutely loved meeting or interacting with the photographers. So um, the res- response to it has been pretty phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, no, I always thought it was cool because I followed along. I, like Margaret will be putting the hashtag and like Randall and stuff when you're on the, on the <laughs> shows, so I follow it exactly. And I just think like like you said, like in this business, anytime you can like find a way to separate yourself from what other people are doing and not like in a forced way. Because like when I looked at it, it was just like, it just seemed fun. And I think within this business, obviously people want to work with people that do good work, but then they want to work with people that they're going to get along with. And so anytime you can do something cool like that, I think that's what kind of sets you apart and people want to work with you, you know? For sure. And, you know, it's, it, it is so fun, the, the, the road show. And, and a lot of that is because of the camaraderie amongst the photographers. Um, you know, I have uh, know of lots of photographers who've never even met, you know, other photographers on an agent's roster. And I just think that's bizarre. I yeah. mean, I, it's like we, we, we look at ourselves as, uh, you know, a little photo family. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very collaborative because apart from the the sh- you know the actual showing the show the ad agency shows, in between the photographers are talking about you know equipment and and you know just I call it shit photographers day <laughs> um, because they're they're constantly you know just getting advice or what do you think I should do about this and so it's it's really a, a super collaborative. 
um, and, and very fun thing that we do. Now, I think it's smart, like uh, like I said this on the podcast before, is like being a photographer can be kind of like a solitary job at times. So anytime you can kind of talk to other photographers and talk to people in the business, um, I think it can kind of help everyone. Because I think there's a certain type of photographer where people are defensive. Because I get it, this business is really competitive. But like I think if you can help other people, it'll kind of swing your way too sometimes. Because I know myself uh, from other photographers uh, that I know, like if I'm booked for a job, then I can throw it to someone else and it kind of comes back and forth. And even with like this technical stuff, it kind of, if you kind of, if you share that stuff, it goes a long way, I think. I agree. And I also think that's why your podcast is so fantastic because you know, you're, you're, you're the conduit that's sharing, you know, all these unique stories and yeah, it's, it's, pretty great yeah i'm just trying to figure this thing out (laughs) yeah i'm i'm I'm, I'm 10 years in this business still it gives me a headache but i still love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hear you um but i like in your experience you've repped like a good amount of photographers um what do you think sets the ones that are more successful apart from the others what is it they're doing right in your mind is there certain things that they're doing that's kind of making them more successful in your mind Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, a, a couple of things. I, I, I'd say the most successful photographers on our roster are the ones who are constantly shooting new work um, and, you know, continuing to evolve their brands. Yep. Um, definitely, they have a really good sense of how to market themselves and they're, they're very involved. Um, it's just like you just can't be hands off whether you have an agent or not. It's, you know, it's uh, you, you have to be super involved. Um, so I, I, I would say those are the things that kind of make photographers more successful. Yeah, definitely. Just keep shooting. Like I've always had, I, I interviewed Randall Ford, who you represent and that, that guy's a hustler. He, he, he's always shooting new stuff and he just came out with a new book, uh, with all his animal portraits and, uh, he's always the guy I, I kind of looked up to and he, he seems like he's all his marketing. He's, he's always on top of it. It seems. He is. And it's, it's one of the reasons that we were so excited to have him join the roster. Um, he, he totally understands how it all works and he's, you know, social media savvy and it's, it's, you know, you just need all of that stuff. So, mm. um, yeah, Rand, Randall's awesome. And, you know, being that you're primarily, you're representing uh, commercial photographers and you're trying to market to, like, uh, advertising agencies and um, directly to, like, different corporations for the most part, um, do you still think there's value for photographers to shoot editorial work? Um, Do you kind of, do you think that's good for photographers to do that kind of can be helpful to their career? Yeah. um, So I get this question a lot. I, for the past, I guess eight years, I have been um, lucky enough to be a portfolio reviewer at the Palm Springs Photo Festival. Um, And it's a, it's a great event. Um, It's, it's basically photo camp (laughs) for, for, for a week. But um, that's, that's a question that comes up a a lot when I'm reviewing portfolios. And I, and I do think editorial can be a viable way to segue into the commercial world. If you're shooting for, 
high-profile publications that give you an opportunity to showcase your style. But if a, a lot of editorial work is, how do I say, like documenting mm-hmm. situations, like situation, it's it's more. Um, I guess it's it's more just taking a picture where commercial clients need to know that you can make a picture yep. if you know what I'm saying. Yep. So it's, you, you need to have production value. And when I look at a portfolio that's predominantly editorial work, I can tell when there's production value and when there's not. Mm. So my advice always to photographers who, who are primarily shooting editorial and they want to, to make that leap is to do some test shoots where they're making it happen and they show more production value. I think it goes a long way to, to prove to the um, producers and creatives that, that you can do that. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like a balance that you got to show that, I mean, yeah, the editorial is one thing, but yeah, kind of producing stuff and having more an eye of detail because like, uh, like you said, with the advertising stuff, you're making a photo. It's not a lot of the times you're, it's like set up, but you got to make it look real. So it's, it's a different skill set. Um, exactly, exactly. And, and some people don't understand that. Um, you know, people who are just kind of, uh, starting out, but yes, that's exactly right. And, you know, like a lot of photographers listening, um, what advice would you give them? I guess it's kind of going off that question. It's like, obviously editorial, it doesn't pay shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I guess you kind of said it. Uh, What advice would you give to them to try to get into the advertising stuff? Because you want to get advertising work, but then they don't have, they haven't shot an ad campaign. So what advice would you give them to kind of make that jump? Because it it is a tough one. I, I get that. Um, and again, I would say that, that doing tests that show that you can do that work is, is, is very important. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I I feel like I just, I just am repeating myself, but yes, I think, (laughs) I think you need to, you need to show them that you can do that work. Yeah. And I know for myself, when I first got my first like advertising stuff, it it was from uh, being persistent, showing the art producers new work I'm doing. And then they would kind of give you like a, like a smaller job just to kind of test you out that didn't have like high stakes. And then like, I know for myself, I did like a little job and then they gave me a bigger job. And that's kind of how right. I, that's how I made my transition. I don't think I'm sure there's some people they might get some like big three hundred thousand dollar ad job straight out the gate. Uh, but I know just from talking to some other art producers, that's they'll kind of give someone a small job where it's not high stakes. And that's kind of kind of how I made my transition um, from my experience. That's absolutely right. And I and I think that you know that's that's something that younger photographers don't really understand in terms of, Oh, if I get an agent, then I'm going to be all of a sudden <laughs> tomorrow shooting $300,000 no. ad campaigns. And it, it doesn't work that way. No, so. no. Yeah, it's, it's Un- Unfortunately. It, it's, 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 it's a marathon. Um, right. It's, it's, it's building those relationships. And it's like, I know from myself, this, I, I think I went to Mullen, uh, the ad agency in Boston. I, I probably went there like, 
six times to show book, my book over the course of like three years before I actually got a job. And uh, there you go. Yeah, but yeah. I, and I don't, th I don't think that ever changes. I think it's just. Uh, it never changes. You're constantly just have to keep marketing yourself. That's just the name of the game, I think. It is, and 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 like like you have obviously been respectful and patient, you mm -hmm. know, and just you know and consistent. And I think, you know, you you kind of hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's a business of relationships, yep. um, and it's it's just being constant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And in terms of like marketing work these days, um, do you f still find value in like um, print advertising? Do you do like uh, print promos for your agency? And um, what are kind of some of the other ways that you think are useful to market uh, work these days, you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, my I would say my marketing strategy has always been pretty multifaceted. I, I feel like you can't just do one thing. You have to do oh, everything. Yep. And, and that includes, you know, advertising, you know, being in databases, direct mail, email, social media, you know, winning awards. I mean, it, it's, it's all of those things. Yep. Um, and I, 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 I mean, it's not a blanket. I, I mean, each of my photographers, has a different marketing plan. Mm -hmm. Um, so there, there are certain things that, that everyone does, but, um, they're very individual to the photographer, but I would say you, you have to hit it from as many angles as, as you can. Um, and again, be being consistent. Yeah. And, and get in front of people's faces as much as you can. I think, uh, if you can, absolutely, I, at least for me, that's been the most is, is if I can meet and talk to people, uh, they can get a sense of your personality. Cause like email only goes so, so far. Uh, but yeah, in my experience, I think, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's, it's a multitude of things, but I think for me, the talking to people as much as I can, uh, helps the most and looking like uh, your MCA roadshow, it seems like you guys are trying to do the same thing as much as you can just kind of get in person. That's right. It's right. I mean, it's just, it, you know, as much as we market the photographers, when it comes down to it, a, a creative wants to, to know that, and, you know, they, they may love us, but they want to know that the photographer they're going to hire, they're going to be happy, you know, on a three week shoot with this person. So, um, you know, all of that stuff is so much more important and, and, you know, why the creative call is so important nowadays and treatments and, and all of that stuff to, to really stress the photographer point of view is, um, is, is where it's at. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like how, I was kind of curious, like how involved are you with like, um, how much input do you creative input? Do you give your photographers? Are you ever like, Hey, you should try to shoot X, Y, and Z to help promote to this client. Or do you kind of just let the photographers do their thing or how kind of involved do you kind of get in the creative side? I guess. I, I would say th there, it varies for sure. Mm. Um, most, for the most part, our photographers are pretty adept at coming up with their own personal projects to shoot. Yep. Um, and they'll run, they'll run them by us and, you know, get our input. Um, but I would say that the most guidance we give them is, is really in, in relaying which images are working and which are not. Um, and you know, those, 
those we're sort of the eyes and ears and we're, we're out there. And so we see which images get positive feedback and which ones aren't um, getting, you know, such positive feedback. Um, and we also, I think, get a sense of what's lacking when we get a call for an assignment and we don't have adequate imagery, yep. you know, to support a treatment, then, then, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. We're probably not going to get that job, but, when we're talking about what, what, what should we be, what category of work should we flesh out, then that, that's probably it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. The treatments have been, over the last like few years, it seems the treatments have become such a, a big component to every job. I know um, I've been doing more and more of them for each job I estimate on. Uh, in your mind, what kind of makes a good treatment? Because I'm always curious how other people approach it. Uh, because you mm-hmm. you could write an essay, a lot of words, or you can just go images. Or In your mind, what do you think is the best approach, I guess? Or maybe it varies from job to job, I guess. Yeah, well, and it's interesting. I, I mean, first of all, I agree with you that treatments and the creative call can 100% determine if you're gonna, going to be awarded, awarded the assignment. So, like, I can't stress enough how important they are. But across my roster, my photographers, uh, you know, deal with their treatments in different ways, and and they don't necess- they don't see each other's approach. And I think there's a reason for that because it really should be the true vision of the photographer. And if that's just an essay, you know, with a couple pictures or if it's a a big, it's just, it's, it's, I'm a big believer in authenticity, um, uh, just across the board and, uh, you know, the treatments, vary but they're they're true to that photographer and that project so so they're you know they 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 run the gamut i guess yeah no definitely it's like an art form in itself like my new thing it really is any of my photographer friends will kind of share them and it kind of it helps like i said before like kind of get ideas and like oh damn i should be doing that uh right (laughs) uh, right it's it's definitely uh it's definitely an interesting evolution in the business yeah, I think like more and more, like I was going to ask you this question too, is like, it seems like within advertising, they kind of want to see like a whole asset package where it's like you want to shoot photos and they want you to be able to do motion stuff. And now with like the treatments, it's almost like you got to be a designer. Um, in your opinion, do you think like uh, f- photographers should be um, trying to do more motion work to kind of have that other asset to show to people or what's your kind of opinion, I guess? You know, obviously, there's been a merging um, where in when I first started in this business, it was very, very, very separate. Um, you know, you were either a director or you were a still photographer, and there was not a lot of crossover. Um, that's all changed. And again, within my roster, I have, I have the gamut. I have photographers who are also directors yep. um, with full-on reels. I have photographers who have transitioned into shooting video and, you know, d- do a hybrid. Um, and I have photographers who don't do it at all, do, don't do any motion at all. So again, I would say, you know, be true to yeah. who you are. 
Yeah, I think, like you said, I think it's like you were saying earlier, it's just like authenticity. Um, Because, like, I think, like, if you don't really have an interest in, like, doing motion work and you just try to phone it in, um, people are going to be able to read it in two seconds because it's just not going to have any depth to it. You know what I mean? That's exactly it. That's why, that's, yes, you, again, hit the the (laughs) nail on the head. That's, that's what i think too yeah and you know with advertising uh things have changed a lot even like since i got into it uh how do you kind of deal with usage because at least for me it seems like nowadays everyone just kind of wants to like own everything uh basically like work for hire uh how do you kind of deal with usage have you found it has kind of changed over the time since you've been doing this it definitely has changed for sure Um, I would say that giving clients options Mm. that fit their needs and budgets is just kind of part of good negotiation. So, um, you know, of course, every photo can be licensed for unlimited usage, but it it comes at a price. So you need to make sure the client actually needs that usage. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the key is not undervaluing your work. Um, and that's hard because there are no standards at all in this industry. And there are people who will do anything for a job and they just give it away. So yeah. it's hard to, you know, it's hard to uh, keep your boundaries. But by undervaluing your work, you you shoot yourself in your foot, but you also undermine the whole industry. So mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I, I think everything can be licensed, but it's at a cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's smart to just kind of give people options because I think in my experience, a lot of times they'll just try to come at you and be like, we just, we just want everything. But it's like if you kind of, it's almost like a la carte, like you just give them like three options, like you want X, Y, or Z, and then they kind of, then there's like room to negotiate instead of this being so black and white. Exactly, exactly. I had a situation not too long ago where a client wanted, uh, wanted the copyright, which we never sell, uh, rarely. Um, and that costs a lot. Um, and when we finally got to why they, they wanted the copyright, it was because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big major company and they, the company found out that, um, you know, in China, they were using the images and they wanted the copyright so that they could go after the people who were, you know, using, my photographer's images. So, you know, you just, you just figure out what, what, what they need and why and and figure out a solution again, back to the job of a rep problem solver. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, Seriously. Um, and I guess just to kind of start wrapping up, like, uh, you've been doing this for a while. Like what kind of keeps you going? What do you enjoy about it? And like, where do you kind of see things going? Because like you were kind of saying before, um, I think, I think with like the digital camera, like a, a photography really changed because it, the barrier to entry became so much easier. And like we were saying mm-hmm. before, like a lot of people just want to give it up for nothing. Um, where do you see things going down the line? Do you think photography is still going to be a viable career? Because uh, it's definitely something I, I think about all the time because like, like mm-hmm. I see more and more like even uh, advertising agencies will have art directors doing photography now and not even like small stuff. They'll be shooting like big campaigns and things and this kind of bring more and more stuff in-house and 
Um, I guess like, right. where do you kind of see things going? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first part of your question, mm. I, I, I love my job. I, I, it's literally been my only job and I still love it. I mean, I, you know, I, I enjoy the collaboration, the camaraderie with my photo family. I mean, spending my days with, you know, these amazing photographers and the best creative people in the industry. It's, 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 it still inspires me and seeing, seeing the work, seeing the finished result of a job that I worked on, yep. it still gives me a thrill. Yep. Um, but, but yes, I mean, the, the industry has changed so much and, you know, I, I think it's, I think we're in another uh, another change period right now. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but there, there's definitely, it's not just that it's a saturated market. Um, but I, I think just staying relevant and paying attention and, you know, not relying on the way things used to be is, is the only way to navigate whatever, you know, whatever the industry presents. Um, yeah, definitely. I think but the cream still rises to the top. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, just... and you know, it's 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 still it's still exciting. I mean, this this year, um, you know, we've always kept our roster on the small side, but mm. in this market, it's it's difficult to just represent a limited number of photographers. So our our goal this year is to to add a few. We're still remaining a boutique agency but we're going to add a few photographers this year so that's exciting too nice that's cool and uh, i guess any goals for 2019 i guess well that's my goal that's cool <laughs> Just get, get some more work in there. <laughs> get get well it's 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 a hard i mean as we talked about earlier it's um you know we we represent them pretty much till they retire. So, so it's, it's almost like getting married, you know, (laughs) you, 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 you need it. So it's a, it's a, it's a process to bring on a new photographer, but we're, we're, we're looking. So that's exciting. I'll keep you you posted. Definitely. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, thanks so much, Marianne. And I guess for like people listening, if they want to check out, um, all your work and the different photographers you rep, where's the best place to check out uh, your work? Oh, uh, well, my website is MarianneCampbell.com, and I'm on Instagram at Marianne Campbell. So, either. Perfect. I'll link it, and people can go check it out, and thanks so much. Thank you. This is super fun, Alex. So, there you have it. That was the Marianne Campbell interview. I want to thank Marianne so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with her about everything that she's done within photography. I know I learned a lot kind of getting her perspective on the business, a little different from uh, the normal photographer interviews, so I can't thank her enough. Uh, Definitely go check out her website and all the photographers she represents. Her website is MarianneCampbell.com, as well as her Instagram, at MarianneCampbell. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much, and take care.